Hello, people and non-people, however you identify. I'm Dave Rubin, this is The Rubin Report, direct message for March 3rd, 2021, and I'm actually in a spectacularly wonderful, fantastic mood because I saw real people last night and we are gonna show you evidence of it. Yes, anything can happen here in crazy Los Angeles. Before I get to that real quick, just a reminder guys, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. There's that little notification bell there, click it. This week has been a particularly bizarre situation uh, with YouTube, They're, They the suppression seems a little higher than usual. Some of our Jordan Peterson videos uh, definitely are not seeing the numbers that they should be seeing because my inbox and every other way you guys communicate with me, uh, they're all absolutely blowing up and people are saying this is like the best interview I've ever done. It was just so great to have Jordan back and just having Jordan return, you'd think that these things would be blowing up. There's something a little weird going on over there on YouTube, which by the way, I don't know if you heard about this, that's why I started a tech company called locals.com and you can join us and not be algorithmic, algorithmically manipulated at rubenreport.locals.com, all our stuff's there, ad-free and all that good stuff. We're only doing three stories for you today uh, because I wanna focus uh, mainly on the first one because it was just so great to see actual human beings. We're gonna talk about the LA meetup that we did last night and just sort of the bringing together of political refugees and 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 Los Angeles refugees finding each other and and hugging and touching. Everyone wants to touch me. They always want to touch me. They don't believe that I'm a real person. They want to touch and they always ask to hug and it was a whole situation. Uh, then we're going to talk about uh, President Joe Biden gave some COVID updates yesterday and we may be doing this for another year, if not infinity and beyond. We'll find out about that. And then the big story, of course, of today is that New York Governor Andrew Cuomo just had a live press conference uh, within the hour. I was actually on outnumbered on Fox News for the full hour this morning and they kept warning us in our ear, oh, we may have to cut you because Cuomo's about to give uh, this press conference. So he just gave a press conference really addressing the sexual harassment allegations. There are now three women that say that he had sexually harassed them over the years, uh, but also in part related to obviously his, his complete botching of the COVID response. And it's just so crazy. It's one of those things where for like eight months, the media was treating this guy like a king. He wrote a book about management of COVID yeah, uh, you know, how to manage a state in effect during a crisis. He wrote that book. Yeah, yeah, he wrote it. That's right. He got an Emmy in the midst of all this. Everyone was saying he's going to be attorney general in the Biden administration. Well, the guy is, is crumbling and burning. We're going to show you some video from the press conference and then I will analyze. Uh, but before we get to any of that, guys, uh, last night we did a live meetup here in Los Angeles and it was Truly, we can show you a couple pictures. About 100 people showed up to a random bar in Los Angeles. I did this only for members of the locals community because obviously I'm not just gonna tweet out my location because you're not gonna believe this, guys. Not everybody loves me. There's a couple people out there, um, usually genderless anime Street Fighter avatars who don't like me. So I can't just tweet out, oh, I'm gonna be at this bar. Uh, so we did it at rubenreport.locals.com, posted where I was gonna be. I posted it earlier in the morning because people came from all over California. People came from Northern, Northern Cali, like six hour drive people, came from even more Southern SoCal, all over the place. We had about 100 people 
at a bar, we drank, we ate, we laughed, we smiled, we talked, and it was truly like, I really can't even properly explain really how wonderful it was. It was, first off, really like the most fun, like it was just fun, like seeing people, and, and all these people coming together, and you're not gonna believe this, guys, it was crazy, crazy, because you know I'm a radical freedom extremist, and for the people that watch this show, a lot of, a lot of political radicals, there were white people and black people. There were men, there were women, there were gays, there were straights, there were all sorts of people. Not only were there all sorts of people, but there was a lesbian couple that was, sh <laughs> I'm gonna talk about the lesbian couple. There was a lesbian couple that was just doing some food shopping across the street and they saw this huge crowd and they came over and they didn't know what all these people were doing there, but we met with the lesbians and the lesbians had a good time. So we had everybody, okay? We, everybody was there celebrating freedom. And uh, it, was, it was just phenomenal. But here's, if you didn't see it already, I posted it this morning on Twitter. Uh, here's just a little video because what happened was somebody showed up, people, first off, there was an incredible girl who showed up. She baked muffins for everybody and she had Dave Rubin for governor sign and people were giving me bottles of wine and bottles of whiskey and all sorts of trinkets and, and all sorts of great stuff. Um, but one woman who was there brought the recall Gavin Newsom uh, paper, you know, the, the thing that you're supposed to sign. And again, you can't do it digitally. They've made this extremely difficult, which is why it's so beautiful that there's almost 2 million signatures because they made it really hard to do that. You had to do it in person during a lockdown when you're not supposed to go out. About 2 million signatures. We only need the 1.5, but it's great to just get more. So anyway, so this woman comes up to me. She says, Dave, if anyone here hasn't signed the recall yet, we got to get everybody signed it. So we started asking around and literally everybody at the bar had signed it. We finally found one guy who had not signed it, and here's a little video. Hey, Gavin Newsom, Dave Rubin, I know you know me, man. Listen, we're doing an outdoor gathering here in Los Angeles, got about 100 people here. We're eating, we're drinking, we're talking about stuff, and we got a nice lady who brought the Gavin Newsom recall, and pretty much everyone has signed it already, So, but we finally found a guy. This guy over here had not signed it yet, so we'll use my back. Signing the Gavin Newsom recall. Anyway, sending my best. Hope everything's good up in uh, Sa Sacramento, and look forward to seeing you at your retirement party at French Laundry. Right on, man. That's right, guys. I am gonna host the Gavin Newsom retirement party because we've got to get rid of this guy right now in California. We are now the last state that still has gyms closed. We are the last state to have no indoor dining. It is completely ridiculous. When I drive down the main drag that I live off over here, it looks like a war zone. Things are still boarded up, everything's closed, office buildings completely empty, all the mom and, shop, mom and pop stores completely closed, completely gone, it's absolutely ridiculous. This is a bad man and he deserves to be recalled. And hopefully not only will he be recalled, but then we gotta get a crop of people that are good enough to get in there and, and will the crazy one-party lefties of California actually wake up and vote for somebody else? Vote for perhaps someone more centrist or even, dare I say it, scary right-wing, a guy like Rick Grinnell, do you think it might be possible? A guy like the scary Adam Carolla? I think anything's possible. Um, in any event, we went out, the, the owner of the bar was thrilled that we were there. This is a guy that I met at a protest who, had, who owns many different bars and restaurants all in the SoCal area. He's had to lay off a ton of employees. He, he was so thankful 
that we were there. And, and it, it was just something else. It wasn't just about, it wasn't just ha having fun and, and like laughing with people and having drinks. It truly, like every single person, and I tried to make sure that I had at least you know, a minute or two with, with everybody that was there. And I, if, if you were there and I didn't get to say hi to you, I'm sorry, but I, I think I got everybody. I really tried to. Um, it was more like there was this like unspoken, like, oh, this is the way life used to be. This is the way life is supposed to be. Like, think how messed up that is, that just people meeting at a bar for drinks and wings and burgers and assorted other foods that that would be a special and rare thing in 2021. And if you wanted to wear a mask there, you could. And if you didn't want to wear a mask, you didn't have to. And that's the way life's gonna have to be going forward if we're gonna have anything remotely close to a semblance of freedom. So it just, it felt very special. I gotta tell you, when I when I got home and I, I did have a couple of drinks, I was, I was a little drunk. But when I got home, like I really, when I put my head on the pillow, I was like, this, was a great day. It was a great affirming day. And, and I just wanna say one other thing for all of you that, that were there. Um, you know, it's like everyone thanks me. Oh, Dave, you know, you're saying all the stuff that, that I believe or you're helping wake people up or you help woke me up or whatever. Uh, but I truly, truly mean this, which is that you guys have given me as much, if not more, than I've given you. Because once I, when I see people again, and then I, it, it helps me frame all of the stuff that I talk about, you know what I mean? Like, I think one of the reasons I've been able to stay sane in the last couple of years is I don't think, first off, I don't even think I'm that special and I don't think I'm better than any of you guys or anything like that. I am one of you guys. And when I was on tour with Jordan Peterson, I always loved going out into the crowds after and meeting people, Jordan did too, it was a little more difficult for him um, because of just the schedule and the craziness and the, the level of fame wasn't so insane and, and everything else. Um, but doing meet and greets, and I'm gonna do more of these. We're gonna keep doing them in SoCal, but every place that I travel, I promise you, I will keep doing this for, for members of our locals community. Uh, and by the way, we're working on setting up a tour again. We're trying to figure it out. It ain't easy right now. Texas, by the way, just opened up fully yesterday. No masks. But guess what? You're not gonna believe this, and this is the cool thing about freedom. If you wanna wear a mask, you can wear a mask. Pretty great, but they are no longer gonna impede businesses from moving forward. They're no longer gonna stop people from living the way they wanna live. But again, then you should take what precautions you think are necessary and get vaccinated if you wanna get vaccinated and everything else. Uh, but yes, we are gonna work on a little tour situation. I think we're gonna start with probably five or six shows in about a 10 day span in Florida, probably in April. We're trying to put the pieces together on that right now, but I do like that Florida, and uh, that's where we're gonna start it. All right, guys, we got two more stories for you, but before I get to it, I wanna talk to you about smart mail. You know, free email services like Gmail and Yahoo aren't really free. I've been talking about this for quite some time. You pay with your privacy, and since those companies have access to every email you send and receive, big tech can sell your data to the highest bidder. From business plans to medical records, companies can sell your personal data to target you with intrusive ads and open you up to identity theft and phishing attacks. That's why Startmail wants to secure your email and make you feel safe again. Startmail keeps your email private, period. Every email is encrypted. 
even if the recipient doesn't use encryption, which means big tech can't read, scan, analyze, or sell your data or information ever. Start Mail also prevents government agencies from spying on you like in dragnet operations with Start Mail. Deleted means deleted. When you delete an email, it's gone forever and Start Mail uses their own servers, not Amazon's, which means they can't nuke you and put you out of business just like they did to Parler. Start Mail is also backed by the most stringent privacy laws in the world. You get unlimited anonymous aliases. This feature protects your main email address from spam and phishing attacks. So when you're giving your email to a company but wanna protect your identity, Startmail can generate a shareable alias email so people can't sell your info. And they can be deleted anytime. Here at the Rubin Report, we've been looking for alternatives to Google, so we're excited to start using our own Startmail account. Michael's getting on it today. I don't trust big tech and neither should you. Start securing your email privacy with Startmail. Sign up today and you'll get 50% off your first year. Go to startmail.com slash Rubin. That's Startmail with a T, S-T-A-R-T, mail.com slash Rubin for 50% off your first year. Startmail.com slash Rubin. And now back to me. Okay, so on the heels of talking about people actually meeting other people, making choices for themselves, opening up businesses, living life, you know, things that used to take for granted that now seem precious and rare, as I said earlier. Uh, well, President Joe Biden, although he's president and that's his title, but I'm pretty sure he's not in charge of the operation. Um, he had some, uh, some interesting info to say about COVID and, and sort of the future. Uh, before I throw to this, by the way, it is now, I believe, the 87th day of, no, it can't be the 87th day of his presidency. Probably, what are we about, uh, how many days are we in? Well, we're about, uh, what, two and a half? No, it could be about 87 days. Does that sound about right? February, ah, no, we're, we're whatever it is, about 50 days in? I'm trying to do the math in my head here. Um, and he has not given a full press conference yet, uh, meaning a press conference where he actually just stands in front of the media and answers unscripted, unrehearsed questions. He's occasionally given a speech and then he'll take one or two questions. This, this was one of those incidences. Uh, this is from MSNBC. This is Joe Biden on when America might return to normal. I've been cautioned not to give an answer to that because we don't know for sure. But my hope is by this time next year, we're gonna be back to normal and before that, my hope. But again, it depends upon if people continue continue to be smart and understand that we still can have significant losses. There's a lot we have to do yet, so thank you. My hope is by this time next year, we might return to normal. My hope is by this time next year, we might return to normal. Should I repeat that 20 times in a row? Um, guys, it's March, it's March of 2021. You may remember, and part of why it's so difficult to stay sane these days is they try to memory hole everything. You may remember all the way back to March of 2020, that was a year ago. And that's the month that they told us two weeks to flatten the curve. And now a year later, we may return. My hope is by this time next year. That's what the president of the United States is telling us. Now, ironically, he's telling us that just as Texas, as I just said, is fully opening. Mississippi is fully opening. We know Florida, which has largely stayed open, although they do still have mask mandates, uh, did not lock down and the numbers are low there. 
the places that it's the worst are the places that have locked down, coupled with now what we know about the rates of suicide and depression and alcoholism and everything else. So why should we trust these people anymore? I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm not a crazy person. All I am is someone who wants to go about living my life and wants other people to go about living their lives as they see fit. And unfortunately, what has happened here, in essence, is that the system has tested us. The system over the last year, whatever you wanna call that system, however you wanna define that thing, has tested us and it pushed us and it manipulated us and it basically said to us, what can we get away with? Can we, could we lock people in their homes for a year and destroy their businesses and make them more dependent on all of us? And will they push back? Will they do anything? And in most cases, we did absolutely nothing. And the system saw that. And then even this morning, I saw an article about how the next thing we'll need are climate lockdowns, right? Because there was a, there literally was a story this morning, I think maybe it was in Business Times, I'm not sure, about how uh, CO2 emissions, because everything was you know, much more quiet in this past year and we weren't in cars as much and all that, that that went down. So maybe every two years we should have these intermittent lockdowns. The system tested us and it saw that we don't fight back. And that's why we need to start fighting back. And we need to start living our lives as we all see fit. You know, it's like I can repeat myself into, into ad nauseum here. Um, but that is the only way this is going to move forward is that we are gonna have to do it. We the people, we can't just expect that Gavin Newsom is gonna suddenly get it right. You can't just expect that Andrew Cuomo is gonna suddenly get it right. And you can't just expect that Joe Biden is gonna do it right. These people in some way with power, they get off on the fact that we've given them so much power and they just want more and more. Like, do you think Joe Biden, first off that he even knows what's going on or even is in charge at this point is just sort of ridiculous. But do you think actually he really cares? You know, he pretends I'm Joe Biden from Scranton, Pennsylvania and I really care about the average people and I'm from Delaware. And it's like, no, you don't. Because if you cared about the average person, you would let them live their life, which is what all, that's all people want at this point, and I'm gonna keep fighting for that. And uh, and I was thrilled that uh, so many people had signed that Gavin Newsom recall. Maybe, maybe we gotta get a presidential recall going. Have we ever had one of those? I don't think so, but maybe, maybe we need that. Because if you're telling me that maybe kinda we can sorta get back to something next year, what? Joe, I thought you ran on that you were gonna solve this thing, that, that Trump was a buffoon and didn't do anything even though Operation Warp Speed got us the uh, vaccines faster than could have humanly been imagined. And when Trump was talking about vaccines back in, uh, back in what was it, probably May, maybe even earlier than that, April, everyone said it will never be done this year. And then of course it did get done this year. Uh, they're giving me some info right now, some breaking information. The US Constitution does not allow for the recall of a president outside of the impeachment process. I guess that, I guess that makes sense. There's, a, there's an impeachment process, meaning that the three branches of government have to work their system. It's, it's not that we can just leave it up to a recall. And in, and in many ways, although I was slightly kidding when I said it, that we would actually have a recall, like the, the chaos that that would cause at a presidential level would be so nuts. So although I was slightly kidding, it's like it would be better that things be left to the branches and the checks and balances and all that. And it's not like, I mean, you guys know this. It's not like we would have sham impeachments. It's not like we would impeach a president for like a fake Russia thing and spend a year focused on that. And then, and then can you imagine, it wouldn't be like a bunch of people after they failed with that one would then impeach a guy who wasn't even president anymore. It's not like something like that would happen. So that, that would just be nuts. 
So, you know, I think, I think we're gonna be okay. Uh, moving on from, from one inept leader to another, uh, the, the main story of the day is that Andrew Cuomo, who is the governor of my home state, New York, whose father, Mario Cuomo, was, was a pretty great governor, Democrat centrist, um, he is in a lot of hot water right now. There's two things happening. So the big, the big thing in my estimation, the thing that is more legit and needs to really be dealt with is, is the COVID stuff, right? We know that he sent elderly people back into nursing homes and that is where COVID spread and that's where a lot of people died. That's on him. By the way, this is not debated by anybody. I mean, Google this, everyone knows this. Now he also quote, wrote a book about leadership during a pandemic in the midst of all this. He also got an Emmy. A lot of celebrities really love this guy. Uh, he comes off as basically just like this mafioso who's who's accountable to nobody. And I think you're gonna see a little bit of that in this clip we're gonna show you in just a sec. But that, to me, the, the way he has dealt with COVID and the way he has destroyed his state and that New York City is basically a ghost town. Now, I get it, he's not the mayor of New York City and they have a, the completely inept, borderline evil, I would say, Bill de Blasio. And New York has a reckoning coming in and, and Andrew uh, Andrew. Yang is running for mayor of New York City and, and hopefully maybe that'll work to, to fix this thing. Uh, who the hell knows? But, but New York, much like California, has been largely destroyed thanks to Andrew Cuomo, okay? Uh, so that to me, the COVID stuff, the lockdowns, that's the real issue. Now there's this issue that, that three women have come forward and said that he sexually harassed them over the last couple of years. Now I'm not diminishing those accusations, and let's remember, of course, that over the last few years, we've been told to believe all women, right? When, when Brett Kavanaugh was uh, being confirmed as Supreme Court Justice, we were told, believe all women and me too and all that. Then when allegations come out against Democrats, then it's like, uh, don't really believe all women. I mean, kind of believe the women that we sort of think are believable when it goes for the guy that we kind of like. And you see how this game is played. But in any event, the lefties are the ones that have said, believe all women. Now. One of their guys, one of the progressive heroes is, is being accused of sexual harassment. So he has these two scandals basically breaking at once. Uh, there's also some people in the, in the House, the New York State Senate that are thinking about impeaching him. So he's got like a whole bunch of stuff. Anyway, he gave a press conference this morning and well, you listen to it for yourself and you tell me if this is a man that sounds contrite and honest and is going to fix the mess that he got himself into uncomfortable, felt hurt, felt pain um, from uh, the interactions. Um, and I'm embarrassed by it and I feel bad by, uh, from it. I'm not in this business to make people uh, feel uncomfortable. I'm here to make them, to help them. That's the essence of what I do, what I do. Um, the uh, I do not believe I have ever done anything in my public career that uh, I uh, am ashamed of. Uh, I didn't know uh, I was making uh, um, her un uncomfortable at the time. I feel badly that I did. Uh, but and I'm I'm going to learn from it. Marsha asked me about, you know, my usual custom is to kiss and to hug and, and, and make that gesture. So I just want to be very clear about something. Obviously, I don't like Andrew Cuomo politically, like, right? Like, you get it. I don't think this is a good uh, governor. I don't think this, I don't think that his governing philosophy is anything close to a governing philosophy that would make sense in a world that was right. 
Um, I am not saying he's guilty of anything. You know, if he if he patted a girl on the back or he, you know, there's this video where he asked, I guess, what I think was a reporter to swallow a whole sausage whole. I mean, there's some, there's some stuff that he did. Is any of that stuff beyond the pale? Is any of that stuff anything other than joking around or that he might be feely, touch, you know, touchy-feely? And he's Italian, obviously, and Italians often talk with their hands and are very verbose and all of that stuff and might be a little more affectionate and all those things. So I'm not even, I'm actually making no commentary on what he did or did not do, okay? And my guess is like, no one's accusing him of rape, right? No one's accusing him of exposing himself or, or anything of that level. But the monster that you guys created, the monster that we must believe all women, that we must destroy people who politically we disagree with. Well, you fed the monster and then the monster looked around, there was no more food and then the monster started looking at you and licking its chops. So whatever happens to him related to this, it's his own doing. But I just, again, I wanna be clear, I'm not saying that he actually did necessarily do anything. There's, there's a couple things, actually, my guys are giving me the three things. Uh, apparently an ex-aide said that Cuomo asked her about her sex life. Okay, that's probably not appropriate if that's true. And again, it's if it's true. You know, just because someone makes an accusation, this is another one of the issues that we have right now. Just because you're accused of something doesn't mean you're guilty of something. But okay, an ex-aide says that he asked her about her sex life, that's number one. Number two is another former aide said that the governor kissed her on her lips. Okay, if, if he did do that, that, that does seem like you can't kiss your subordinates on their lips, okay? You can't do that, sorry guys, you can't, I, can't, I can't do that around here, okay? That, that's not good, you can't do that. And a third woman recounted an unwanted advance from the governor at a wedding. I think that's the sausage one, right? And I think there is video of that where he's like telling a woman to swallow a sausage whole, okay? Which is a party trick. I'm not necessarily saying that, you know, it can make you popular in certain circles. I'm not saying, it, I'm just, truly, I'm not saying it's good or bad or anything else. Those are the accusations. And then I guess for society, it's up, to all of us to grapple with those things. And if his own base will turn on him, his own base that has said, believe all women, the patriarchy is evil, he's also white, that doesn't help. Uh, so they're gonna have to decide on that. But again, to me, that is the sideshow. If, if the reckoning is to come for this guy, the reckoning should come related to COVID, the, the related that they did not follow the science, that there is no evidence that lockdowns work period. Although you're not going to believe this, here in California, Gavin Newsom's been tweeting up a storm. In the last six weeks, guys, the numbers keep plummeting. Six weeks, plummeting, plummeting. Is there something, somebody remind me, one of you guys, what happened about six weeks ago? Was there something that happened about six, oh, right, Joe Biden became president, right? That was the thing. I knew there was something that happened six months ago, uh, six weeks ago. So you, you get the point of all of this, guys. So anyway, so he has to deal with that. So there's two scandals here. We'll see what happens. But what I, what I will end on is this, which is if we are to recall Gavin Newsom, and it's gonna happen one way or another, and then hopefully we actually get rid of him. So it's not just about the recall. You gotta actually vote in somebody else. But if that happens, and if the pressure becomes too much for Cuomo and he actually steps down, well, then maybe all of the lunacy that we're seeing right now, all of the overbearing politicians who think they can manage all of your lives while they can't even manage their own and don't even live up to their own rules and regulations and all that stuff, well, maybe the dominoes will start falling and maybe that will be the thing that get us to the great reset. Not the great reset they want, the great reset that we want, which is actually that there will be more liberty, there will be more freedom, there will be more of an ability for you as an individual to live the life that you see fit. That's what I'm hoping for. 
And that's what I'm praying for and that's what I'm gonna keep pushing for. Guys, if you have not watched it already, my two hour interview with Jordan Peterson is up right here on the YouTube. And of course it's available ad free at rubenreport.locals.com. And we've got a whole bunch of stuff, uh, big stuff actually happening with locals that we'll be able to announce in the next couple of weeks. Thanks for watching. Have a great day and I'll see you tomorrow.